Welcome back to Who That 242. I'm your host, Tim A, and we usually come to you live from the Monday Night Four Studios, but our guest is not in, even in, this, in this time zone. You know? <laughs> Shout out to our live our sponsor. I'm here with this Matthew Jr. And it's, it's, this actually be three straight weeks. I actually have a grand him on the podcast. We all say, I'm talking to the Nasuvians, you know? <laughs> I, I branching out, you know, because I know the balance is bigger than Nassau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But how goes it, man? Hey, right here, right here, you know? Living, living, living. So, so I bench, I eventually get you in the podcast, but it happens if you have the same birthday and you drop dropping something on your birthday, you know? So, yes. So the website, usually a website is for the, the content creators, and you are one, but you basically, you know, your, your first priority is you play basketball. So yes. not only when people drop websites, you think of a photographer, uh, artist, music people. But to me, it's like a basketball player dropping a website. So talk to me, but <laughs> talk to me before you get to your career. Uh-huh. This part of your career, why you decide, you know, to make a website for me? All right, all right. So basically, all my life, I've I've been, I would say, a creative person. I since I was maybe five years old, I started playing the drums in church. Then, when I was probably seven or eight, I started playing the piano in church. So, like, I learned everything by air. I was always musically inclined. My 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 dad, he played the guitar. My mommy, she sing. Everybody in my family is something music musically, I guess. So, I always was was into music. And when I moved over here to Europe, I started to get into photography. So basically, I felt like I had a lot of talents and stuff, I guess. And I just wanted to find one umbrella to put it all under and to be able to showcase and kind of brand myself into, I guess, what I wanted to be. I mean, I'm always going to be an athlete, but I feel like I offer a, little, a lot more than just being a person that, you know, put the ball in the hoop, you know. So that I was kind of the, the, the thought. And you're probably saving some money doing your own creative stuff for your yeah. own career, you know, so having to yeah, rely yeah. on two or three people to oh, absolutely, do this the- yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, 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 for the website, I did everything myself. Like when it comes out, obviously on my birthday, May fifth, like you will see that from the start to the finish, like I did everything myself, and it took me a very long time, but I didn't have to go and pay somebody hundreds or thousands of dollars to do it. I, I was able to do everything myself, so I, I, I'm proud of that, you know, and 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 so yeah. So, Alfie, let's talk, talk to you about how do you, how you fell in love with basketball. Like, where was the first time you picked up basketball, if you can remember? How did we get from that point of being a professional athlete? Yeah, so my story is will definitely not be like any story you've probably mm-hmm. ever heard when it comes to anything with basketball yeah. because I never was playing basketball. Like, I was always a baseball player. I grew mm-hmm. up playing baseball. All the Lucius and, and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Chaz. Chaz, all of those. Yeah. I played against all of them, and I was – when I was young, played against Todd Isaacs, all of them when I was young. Like, that's that's what I wanted to do all my life. And um, when I moved to the States when I was 16 for high school to pursue college and to pursue um, being a professional um, baseball player as well, um, started just playing around with basketball. And um, basically, the school that I was at, you had to play more than one sport. So my winter oh, wow. sport was basketball. So I picked that up. At this point, how, how, how tall were you at this point? I was 6'4". When I moved to the States, I was 6'4", but I was like 170 pounds. Like, I was tiny, you know, like, I put up a picture on my Instagram the other day, like, from 2009, and people was just clowning me because it's like the, the <laughs> transformation crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basketball took a hold of you, and then 
yeah. I, what was what was the decision to say okay i love this but yeah. i've been playing baseball longer was there ever like i have more time in baseball maybe i should still push towards that or the, the, the whole this whole losing let me just focus more on basketball like, what was the determining factor for you to give up on baseball or go to basketball well when i when i got to college um I was actually going to school for two sports. I went to an NAI school, so I went to a pretty small school, but I was going to play baseball and basketball. And I basically just fell in love. I think I had more of a connection with the basketball players than I did with the baseball players. And I had an injury. Like, I had a heart problem, actually, that took me out of sports for six months. Wow. But when I, when I would return, it, it, it allowed, I could still do anything I wanted, but I just thought that six months of not playing baseball as a pitcher you know you have to throw every single day like every single day it's technique it's repetition and I lost six months of that and I just didn't see a way that I could recover and still reach the goal of being a pro baseball player anymore so I basically was on I just was like hey I just can get my degree I go in here for free I I can just play my four years out get my um, degree I studied forensic accounting so I was like hey I'll have, at least I love something good at the end of this but as I started to play basketball I took away baseball and just focused on basketball and I just slowly but surely just got better and better. And what's funny is I started playing for real when I was on, when I was 18 years old. That's so when something, I had my something first like a, like a Joel Embiid, um, basically type of situation. Exactly. This is why anytime I come back home, nobody know who I am. Like they'd be like, <laughs> but where does they been? You know, cause yeah, like, yeah. nobody knows like, or where I've been or like, like how they never see me playing basketball. None of this. And I, I always tell the story and everybody's can't believe it, you know? So um, before I go on that, did you watch the Batman? Did the recent one? I actually yeah. did. So you I saw did. the the list of forensic accountants. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that was funny. Yeah. Um. So you did your four years. Now, what was the next yeah. step to like the, to fully chase it? You have your degree, but you also have your yeah. four years playing. What was the next step to get you to professionally playing basketball? So I, I I can give you some some crazy information that you might have nobody will ever admit, but I can I can keep it real. Why not? So when I was coming out of college, you know, forensic accounting, pretty good career. Um, I was gonna do my OPT. especially in the states, especially in the states. I was gonna do my OPT. I was getting job op, job offers upwards of sixty seventy k just coming out of college without any extra schooling. Mm -hmm. Now you have this, and now on the other hand, I come from NAI school, had a really good year, all the accolades, whatever. But I'm still coming from a small school and I'm trying to pursue professional basketball. So as you can imagine, my options aren't many. So right. I actually had an agent, an agency, I would say. They reached out to me and I signed with them immediately because I basically liked what they were saying. And, and I, I had a lot of people who knew them and you know, trusted them. So I, I went with them. And basically, the, the, the contract that they were offering was like nothing, bro. Like Damn. less than $1,000 a month type thing. And they, of course, the team's going to give you food, all this, but you basically playing to just get your foot in the door. Just to have, so, just so people can say you was a professional player. Well, no, it's kind of so you could have a start into the professional world. Ah, you know what okay. I'm saying? Because if you come from a small school, you can't expect to go to, let's say, the EuroLeague instantly. That's just not realistic. If you find somebody that do that, hey, fine. But for a lot of us, we have, you have to progressively get up there. But the point is, imagine presenting something like this to your parents, right? You're saying, hey, I got 60, 70. Money, corn. Corn. Security, corn. But no, I would do this. I would go to the other side of the world, shake up my whole life, and make nothing. And I chose nothing. And, you know, slowly but surely it's turning into something. And I, I will never, ever regret that decision. You know what I mean? 
how long have you been professional? Almost yes, we've been professional right now. This is my this is my third season right now, so uh, I'm about to finish my third. Yeah. And even like Amaki, do you have any like any like smidge of like just for like uh, two seconds, like maybe I should, I should take the current job? Do you have those those? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's, there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's moments where there's the thing when, when you over here, there's no security. Somebody could take your job. Mm-hmm. Your your coach could be messed up. Your club could be messed up. They could send you home in an instant. You know what I mean? With mm. something like, you know, in your typical nine to five, like it's there's a sense of security in that. You know what I mean? Like that's the one thing that, you know, I I that I don't have that mm. I will that I, I'll keep it real. And the thing about it, I also say, this could be over in a in a second for me. Let's right. say one catastrophic injury, I gotta go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the part that you know you just have to think about. So before we go on, before we go on, let me shout out to our sponsor. This is, you can't really take advantage because, you know, you decided we're alive, you know, but even best, if you want to get a new phone, like I have this crack up phone, but you don't, you want to, let's say you come home for like six months, right? I, I, I have a live when I home actually. Hey, hey, okay, good yeah, man, good yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say you get one iPhone over there, right? But you have mm-hmm. BTC, but you have BTC over there, right? You come home, mm-hmm. you say, you know what? Let me carry my phone to live. Mm-hmm. And they give you back cash back, you know. So we, we hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Yeah, bring your phone, man. So you have the other people, bring your phone, <laughs> and you can get a cheaper plan from a life. No bring your own device, yeah, man. So you touch back Gordon Freeboard for the summer, you know. Mm-hmm. Set them up. All right, then. All right, all right. Like that, like that. So like I asked two off air about the season. So the season ends in May. When, when does mm-hmm. it really kick, kick back up? So we don't really have much of a summer because, to be honest, we right back in August. You have about two, two and a half months maximum. Um, of yeah. off-season training, off-season doing your little vacations, whatever you want to do, and you right back in August for preseason. But what's funny is the season don't start till October, but we here for like a month and a half before training. Which is which is crazy because when the NBA had the bubble and they when he had really two and a half months off, mm-hmm. the NBA players were like, "Oh, this is we can't do this, we can't do this." You tell me that this <laughs> this is really normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in fairness, uh, they play eighty-one games, eighty-two True. or eighty-one. 80, 82, 82. 82, yeah. So, I don't know, but I'd be by two for two and a half. 80, 80, <laughs> so, how, so what's, what's the usual Euroleague season? So, um, we'll typically, so I'm in a domestic league, so I'm just in mm. France. Yeah, so ah. uh, um, we'll typically play about 30-something in the regular season. Playoffs, if you go far, you end up playing about 55 games. So, it's, it's not, basic. Not too bad. It's be a lot of games, trust me. They, yeah. They's come, they, they, uh, yeah, yeah. It's be a lot. And so I reached the point because I mean, everyone wants to go pro. Everyone wants to go to the biggest league, to the NBA. Yeah, Has yeah. that been something folks are like? Are you let me make it as a professional player and make my money, or is it some yeah. type of let me try get to the league somehow? Because we know it's difficult. Like, and, and I like to see, and that's why I like the bigger part of him players because just because you are in the NBA, don't mean you're professional, don't mean you're good. There's a lot of good players in this world, yeah, yeah. in this spot, you know, and it don't have oh, to be yeah. NBA to be great to be legendary. But is that something mm-hmm. you still like trying to focus on right now, or are you trying to just make sure to secure your future? So what's funny is when I was when I was in, I was literally in the fourth division of Spain, which is the lowest level. When I first came out of college, like I said, making that, mm-hmm. and I was playing so well that I had two two G League teams, Clippers and the Raptors, um, mm-hmm. hit up my agents, and just when I thought things was gonna pop off. March 2020 happened. Oh, the pandemic happened. Gracious. I never, ever, ever, ever heard back from any any teams anymore. So I, I mean, know. for me, I never, I never look at it as a you know something mm-hmm. bad. I, I almost look at it as hey, if it comes, it comes. But what mm-hmm. my focus is right now is trying to make as much money as I can while I'm mm-hmm. in Europe. 
um, mm. before moving back on that side of the world where I could, you know, use that money to build something up for myself, you know. And mm. basically with mentioning the website and stuff, that's kind of the start of something, trying to, um, I guess, build something up for myself before, you know, you never know. You said you were six four when you made the choice to be good at basketball. How, how tall are you now? Six eight. Six eight. So, you, so I know over there they, they like to play six eight guys against seven footers. So talk to me about that experience <laughs> of trying to play against bigger, bigger guys. And they always say how in your league is much more phys- physical. You yes. have the FIBA rules, you know. I'm yeah. just talking about that type of because it's always interesting to watch. You watch the Olympics, you have these players who have to adjust to the the physicality oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. uh and one thing they like to say, but you players are much, much more fundamental, whereas they'll be more athletic. On this side of the world, over there, yeah, yeah. it's strictly fundamental. Talk to me about that adjustment. Probably having to go from college to the, the early. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny because that college game is like the total opposite when you come to to Europe. Like mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the biggest difference, which in college is the same, is in the NBA they have the the three second rule. Seconds, they yeah. And in in Europe we don't. So and you also could knock the ball. A, you, have or you can knock the ball off the rim. You can knock the ball off the rim. Yeah. Um, there's a few things you can do, and like and the court is smaller, so. Defense, defense is packed the paint. You ain't driving without <laughs> feeling three bodies. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't tell you the last time I was able to just drive to the rim and just lay it up. Because, you know, in the <laughs> NBA, if you could get past your, your player, That's you have it. a good chance of getting a crazy dunk or something. Yeah. No, you're going to meet a seven-footer, a 6'10", strong, but you just waiting there, you know, yeah. for his opportunity. So, because yeah. yeah, that, that's what they do. That's why a lot of players could be less athletic. They don't have to be so agile. So mm-hmm. You just put them in the paint and they can just stay there. But mm-hmm. in the NBA, you notice like the the strong five man that going away slowly, but surely yeah. you got your Steven Adams and them. They still there, but 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 we just saw many. Game, game two. He played three mm-hmm. minutes. Exactly he three, three minutes. So because why? Because he can't he can't um, defend the pick and rolls like they want. Because he have right. to stay back. And if he could do that, he he basically non-existent. And another so, question: How how often do, is the how big is the pick and roll over in Europe? Oh, oh, that's the in my team especially. Uh, we play at least. Gee, I don't even know. I always running up to get screens, <laughs> and trust me, they let me running around the place all over. Yeah. But I mean, luckily, I always usually get open with a pop or a roll or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah. plenty because that's that's kind of the only way you could get an advantage over here. Like you gotta kind of get the five man to get out of the paint, or mm-hmm. you gotta try to get somebody to move because. They will stay there. Like if you if you ain't moving like the def- defense around, you, you will not score. Literally. And do you think there's a what's your brand brother? Like not <clears throat> either the one the, the the one player move like you like to you mm-hmm. will like or get or you use often and get you your shot. Like what is your thing? Is it like pick and pop? Is it like a dive? Mm-hmm. Is it a spot up? What fast break was what what is your most comfortable shot? Like you know that if you get this, oh yeah, this this going in. Probably probably pick and pop. Um yeah. because whenever I whenever I pick and pop I have the option to shoot or I can drive. And yeah. um for me being six eight and I, I play the four, so um most guys who play the four against me are not usually as fast as me or as quick yeah. as me. So, so I what, usually quick, always get a step. Up, up, up fake and just the up first fake step. and go. Yeah, I keep yeah. it try to keep it simple because one thing that's big over here is the travel rule. I don't know if uh, like if you ever heard about that, but yeah, like, so they, know, they watch you know, yeah. They watch your feet a lot. You know, like in the NBA, you could sweep through and go to the same side. You can't yeah. do that in Europe. So wow. in Europe, you have to put two feet down first, then go. You can't just like hub your pivot and go. That's a travel over oh, here. So oh, I have wow. to. Yeah. And that's a huge move because in college, that's how I was making my money, basically. You know, <laughs> sweeping through, yeah. blowing by, but you can't do that yet. So you have to right. be really careful with your feet. You know, you have to mm. be a lot. That's why you have to be more fundamental and you have to really be careful with how you, how you approach the game. So I was talking about your experience with the our national team, you know, everyone. Yeah. Like, and I hate that 
people just don't like to watch until like like is it, y'all have these three to four years so you're trying to qualify but people at least yeah, watch yeah. it last time and we barely make it we're talking about your experience and yeah. your with the team yeah so uh that same year that i was telling you about my first season um mm-hmm. uh when i was in the fourth division um like I said, I was playing really well. I play, clearly well enough to get the attention. I got the player of the year in the league and all of that. Clearly good enough to get the attention of, of the national team. I'd never been, you know, um, a part of it and wasn't expecting it really. But um, what's funny is my cousin, I don't know if you know her, Leandria Boxer is what... Um, yeah, yeah, and a, and a boxer. Exactly. So she's my cousin and she actually introduced me to Mario the first time. And he was basically like who you is type thing, you know, like he sized me that, up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how he is. So he sized me up because we, we go on to his job type thing to, <laughs> for her to introduce him to me because we yeah. was in the area type thing. Right, right. Um, but anyway, uh, he was like, all right, we can put you on the radar and what's not. So they did just that. Got a call in February 2020 and they were like, hey, we want you to be a part of the team. And it was my first trip that I, I, I went with them in 2020 to Mexico. And I played five minutes first game and four the second. <laughs> And, you know, uh, next tournament came. Um, I was literally the leading scorer for the team um, against Puerto Rico. Um, I had my first, I guess, breakout game, the kind of here I am game type thing, you know, when people yeah. was like, actually, like, who is this guy? Who, 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 this way is, yeah. who this guy is type thing, you know, maybe getting the attention of people who, you know, I never would thought, you know. And, I mean, since in the last window that we just played, the same thing kind of happened where I had a really, another really good game and just been trying to, I don't know, get my name out there, you know, like just trying to um, help the country. Honestly, like I, I think we have a cool opportunity. I, I Wait, this, this is a once in a lifetime type of thing. This is once in a lifetime, and this is one thing that a lot I of think the leaders the, team preach. Yeah. The next, the next window is July, right? I believe the next June. tournament. Yeah, June, yeah, June. June. and a June, early July. July. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like we right there. Like if, if we could get we right there. Like, no, like, like we, oh we man, things, oh man. Listen to me. I, I'm so excited. I, I can't wait. Like to see you guys in the Olympics, like, like I, I don't know right, what I gotta do, but I, I come in, I come, that I could be, be there. Crazy, I could be like, there. Like, <clears throat> for me, the World Cup in itself would just be like, would be like crazy, you know? Right, like, people like us who really know basketball, we know that that the, the FIBA World Cup is more important, really basketball important. wise, yes. than the Olympics. So like we would yes, know, like yes. people be like, oh, that doesn't matter, but but, but to, to us, oh man, mm. that would be that would be. This is right this now. is crazy. Like I said, you we get these two wins, like we in, like this is it, like, <laughs> like that so. that that's that's crazy. And and to be a part of that, like and honestly, to be one of the players that's like contributing to that, do it, yeah. But that's that, you, that, you, that's crazy. I, like I always tell people, this this is what means to live forever. You will be immortalized. You'll be the one of the the, the behemoths who did that. Like yes, I, yes, your children, children, children are gonna be able to look back and see. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that that team of people with this market on you, you know. And that's the th- that's the type of stuff I I literally think about all the time. Like just trying to be a part of something great, better mm-hmm. than me, you know, something greater than me. That's something like I said, like a lot of the the leaders on the team, like you got your David Nesbitts and all them, Mikey, all them. That's the stuff stuff they preach to, to us younger guys, you know. Right. So that's important. So that's next month. Is that your next biggest goal right now? Or is it oh, more yeah. so trying to figure out your next season or like where, where right now where your priorities are at right now? Well, definitely um, I, I'm about to do some therapy on my knee that I've, I've never done. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that because um, I have arthritis in my left knee. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that hinders me a little bit, but I've been able to play through oh. it and be fine. But okay. I um, I found a therapy over here that I'm gonna try that might be able to help me out. Like was it like a, was it like a meniscus issue or just happened? 
No, I, it was it was a tibia issue. I I had a broken tibia actually when I uh, was sixteen. So right. um, it caused me to have some arthritis in the knee. But I have a therapy that I'm going to try this year. That I hope that it'll be. That's my priority right now, which is why mm -hmm. they put me on the side and I have to get injections and stuff. That I'm hoping it helps me and get me ready for the next season and of course yeah. for the window in the summer. Um, so that's really the priority. Just trying to get my knee together and just be ready, you know, for the season and for the window. So basically, you're looking at making history in June and making some, some more money in August. <laughs> That's what it's about. <laughs> That's so what you, it's about. So three years, usually, you know, like your league, like the, the career might be like five to seven years. Do you have like yeah. a number? You, do you have a number you're trying to hit? Because of course, you'll be playing basketball forever. You know, you want to set yourself up to go on to the, to the, next, <clears throat> the next phase. Do you have a number mm -hmm. you're trying to hit? So when I first <laughs> started, it was five. Yes, I was like, you know what, let me just do five years of this and then I got to, you know, go on to something else maybe. But at this point, I feel like I'm on a projection, a trajectory. I feel like I could I could make some really pretty good money over here, just being honest. And mm. if the money flow in, I, I, I can't see myself moving drastically. You know, I got a girl, you know, she lives in, in Florida. So, you know, that would be difficult with the time yeah. change of different things. So things that I would consider, um, mm. you know, but for the most part, I only should be too much of the money flowing. So it's the money flowing, you know. <laughs> and and is there is there have you given any thought to your post career thing? Is it rise like a Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is this is what the website is about, man. You know, oh, yeah, listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so honestly, I I know that forensic accounting will always be there, but I think that um, that'll always be my my way out type yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that that'll be the thing that I would always rely on. And the things that I do in my free time that make me extra money, like maybe accounting services for people, photography, music, all whatever, they'll always be there. As, you know, other streams of income for sure. And I sure you have a, a network of athletes. They need accounting services, like you know, you have some, yeah, you have yeah. some high high network type of you know type of thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that'll be something I'll consider definitely in in the future, no, no doubt. When I have more time on my hands and stuff right. like that, when I'm able to take on you know things like that, of course. How how was the the language barrier when you went straight from the stage? <laughs> Wait, listen, listen. I I I I was in Spain. You know, everybody learns Spain in school, but you ain't know you don't know Spanish. <laughs> <Not right>? <laughs> I was telling you, you you did twelve years in Spanish. Yeah, you got an eight. It don't matter. There's no, there's no, because a lot of them, they be able, you know, they learn Spanish differently. They, they speak it. We write it. Yeah. Like, that's what I tell them. I say, we learn like to take tests. We don't learn to speak it. Like I learned how to speak it, of course, but not to have conversations. So mm -hmm. I was able to, you know, point at things and say what I need to say and hey, just kill it. And then coming to France, I know no French and I still don't know much French, but making it. <laughs> and then, so I guess that's my question, but. Do you see yourself saying you're about to your professional career overall? That's just like that's that phase. Ooh. You I, I don't honestly I, I really like the life here. Like I, I yeah. just put a video about this on my YouTube too, about like how much I love living in France. It's just a lot of benefits, man. Like simple things like healthcare, like the healthcare system and mm -hmm. the like it's insane. You literally could get anything for free once wow. you have your social security card. You go into the pharmacy, it's like you swipe it, you go to the doctor, you swipe it, you walk out the door, like no bills, none and that, that right there for me important because like if I live in the States, you know, if I live in the Bahamas, I break my leg. I might be in debt forever. You never know. You know what I mean? You could be say. in debt forever. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's you crazy. might have to drop on 15K just, just, just to, to see a doctor and fix it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but over here, that's, that's it's not Especially like you, that. You, you as an athlete, you know, you got to make sure you yeah. get your body straight because you don't know Absolutely. What, what effects about you have 10 years from now from exactly. get, getting beat up from these, you know, people in the, in the face. So strong. Yeah, it's for real. Like, 
that's things I literally think about to this day. I am, I'm always thinking that that's, that's one of the things like something like, like anybody who knows me know, like I'm always thinking about something, the next thing or the next thing. That's just how I am. And any, any trends of jealousy, as you see, we have like 20, 25 baseball players, like any, any <laughs> like mother six, right? If I didn't take those six months off, it's going to be me. <laughs> Absolutely. All the time. Listen, a lot of my friends are pros. I don't watch yeah. them play. I go to the games. I, you know, Shabazz uh, and, yeah. and Rashad, he, he's not, he used to play for the, um, for the Reds and them, like all them I grew up with, like playing with him, you know, like it's no jealousy. It's but but the you six, they playing baseball. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm telling you, like it was, it was, it was destined. I thought, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you know, God had other plans, so hey, nothing I can say. Yeah, because I, I don't think you'd have had this Europe life if you went, if you did sex with baseball. Uh, no, 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 never, yeah. no. And hey, you could get lost in that farm system now. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, a that's another thing. thing. So yeah. So and lastly, um, if the um, because Raptors done five was pretty good. Then then like Nick Nurse, though, I'm then known for developing players. Who that? Which Nick, that's um, the Raptors under five. The team you said that called you the Raptors. The oh yeah, Raptors yeah, sorry, team. sorry, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nick Nurse, them, they're they're known to like really develop players. Mm -hmm. If that would is that something you should like hope to do? Like even though you are more established, like would you mm -hmm. still like jump at a chance to go to, go to a G League team or you? Feel oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I I would jump at the chance just because it's one step closer to possibly being and being the best league in the world. Like who right. wouldn't do that? You know what I mean? Right. Like play. That's one. Of, that's probably the most most asked question like I ever get. Like, oh, you want to play in the NBA? Be like, duh. Like, who don't want to play in the NBA? Like, who wouldn't take the chance to play in the NBA? You know. So I was like, if I if I got the opportunity to play in summer league, if I got the opportunity to play in G League, I would take all those opportunities because yeah. you might just be able to shake the right hand and it could change your life. You know, you right. might not you could be trash on the court, but you might be a nice person and somebody might say, hey, I want to hire you. You know what I know? Yeah, yeah. You around you you around big ballers now. You know, so you never know. I like how they have been invested in it slowly but surely. Like last year, you had the G League All Star Game, you had yeah, G League Dunkers yeah. in the in the contest. I like that they're starting to like merge. And, yeah, and and I think the effects of that are showing because now you know the league is just getting younger and more athletic, and mm -hmm. the young guys are literally taking over the league. Even, even the the two ways, I'm a Miami Heat fan. The mm -hmm. Miami Heat has f six undrafted players, yeah, and two two way players who are playing. Yeah. So that it shows you that. These new role changes that, that you know, like kind of expand the G League is getting people, got, getting guys in, instead of relying on the older guys who really can't do much, give someone yeah. else a chance. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's important, man. Like I said, like, I think, like, like, they, like I think it's cool to see people that look like you almost, like the same age. You'll see next to these birthdays, you'll see 96, 96, like that's my, yeah, and you saying like, yeah. like, these guys in the league, like they twenty five years old and, and major like role players on like on, Gabe, on Gabe Vincent and, and Mark Struess. They started for the Heat. They twenty five. Exactly, exactly. That that's crazy. Yeah, like that that's crazy, man. That's inspiration, though. You know, like that's inspiration to to just keep getting better and seeing what what could really happen. You really don't know because mm -hmm. if I could tell you, I was I'd be sitting on a couch in France. You know. And three years when I was graduating college in 2019, I'd say definitely not. I didn't know that I would be here, you know, but I just, you know, work towards it and you just kind of see what happens. So before you get here, just let people know where they can find you on YouTube, social media, and the, the website that would be out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my website on May 5th, um, that's in two days, actually, because today's my mm -hmm. third, I think, mm -hmm. uh, is com. This is where you'll find literally everything to do with me, my music, my photography, my basketball, my about me, whatever, my store that I, I'm going to be selling some merchandise and all those things. Everything's going to be up there. Um, on my YouTube, which is Willis Mackey Jr. 
my Instagram, thanks to the producers here at WMakiJR242. And my Twitter, I don't really tweet, so it don't matter, but it's the same. <laughs> I really just retweet funny stuff, to be honest. Yeah. That's just, I, yeah, that's really why I there. But yeah, and I, everything, is, everything is there. Sir, thank you. I appreciate you for coming on. Happy birthday to us. You know, I'm going to yeah, 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 sing, yeah. single, single, they drink out, you know, you're going to find. <laughs> and then Dr. Strange also comes out, comes out as well. So I'm going to go watch that too, Dr. Strange too. I, I just want to say, I, I watched Dr. Strange 1 just so I could watch Dr. Strange yes, 2. Too. <laughs> so... I I I I'll be I'll be all in my, on my, that. My ticket, my ticket done bought. I I ready. I ready. Yeah. All right. Dad. Good. So shout out to the Solid Podcast Network. Shout out to producer Cam. This has been Huda Two for Two, episode thirty-two. We out. Who that? Who that? Who that?